Today on the post game, we catch up with Nick after his 29th birthday. Happy belated, Nick. We cover college lacrosse, this previous weekend in games, including the landscape around the country. We discuss Brett Dobson declaring for the PLL, and then we wrap this all up with an awesome interview with the Notre Dame goalies. Hope you guys enjoy. Welcome to another unbelievably good episode of the post game. Uh, we actually have a conversation with the entire. It's my grandma. It's my grandma. I owe her a call. Sorry, Amy. Um, we talked to the entire depth chart of Notre Dame goaltenders. Goes surprisingly well, to be honest. Um, we talk a little calls across. We talk a little random stuff before we talk about anything. Evan, how was the weekend? Uh, weekend was pretty good. Same old. Um, I got cleared to lift, so I've been exercising again. I'm already jacked again. Is that ahead of schedule? Pretty ahead of schedule. Yeah. I mean, I'm hoping to get my, it sucks because I have to move on Friday, but my PT appointment isn't until the afternoon. So I'm going to have to move with like my brace locked, but it should get unlocked on Friday. Um, and I'm cruising along, but it really sucks. How do you, <laughs> how do you move? So you're moving Crutches. in with the girl, right? Yeah. How am I going to move? Yeah. I hired movers. So you moved out and now you're just in this limbo before you move in. Where's all your shit? In storage. Oh God. That's the worst. Yeah. So they'll bring it out of storage. They'll move it in, assemble everything. And then I'll just like slowly unpack boxes and shit. Um, my girlfriend has to go to Coachella, has to go to Coachella for work um this weekend so uh, pretty suspect i'll have to do it myself but she deserves it she helped me move out um and she's gonna have fun she wanted she's always wanted to go so i'll tough it out i could do it i got nothing else to do during my cleanse besides move in and and play halo dude one halo story <laughs> i was playing and you play like in you, when you're playing by yourself with like no one, like there's like game chat and everybody can talk if they have a mic, but like no one ever uses it. But I joined a game one time and everybody, it's all, they were all like high schoolers and they all joined. I'm going to sound like such a loser talking about this. And they all were talking. So like I jumped on and we were literally like a well-oiled machine, like just chemistry off the bat, a full unit. One of them was like a girl. Um, <laughs> like <an laughs> so... It's like the four of us, they're like definitely from, two of them are definitely from the South. The other one's like, sounds like a, like eighth grade girl. And we're just like running through Halo dominating. And then they all added me on, on Xbox. They like added me on Xbox live. Dude, you just made friends. But now I'll be like watching the Sopranos and I'll get like four messages. Like you want to run Halo? Like you want to run ranked? I'm like, God, like leave me the fuck alone. But I love them. They're my team. You know, like there's sometimes locker rooms not always going to be you know, happy-go-lucky, there's issues, but we are a unit. Like, we do not lose. It's pretty legendary. Um, so you can tell how pathetic my life is right now that that's the high life, but it's pretty – dude, like, one of those days, like, Tiger Warrior something, like, it's so fucking funny. 
I don't know if it's just because I have like a pretty healthy buzz right now, but that's like one of the funniest things I've ever heard. How's life going? Dude, honestly, pretty good. I got a good Halo squad going right now. And there's a girl on my squad. <laughs> Dude, it's like, it'll be like fucking 2 a.m. And I'm playing Halo with like 16 year olds. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, those were the best times. Best times of my high school uh, career were Call of Duty late at night. So you get to relive yeah. that for a little bit. Well, I'm definitely getting the fucking itch to go out again um, and have a good time. So come NFL draft Thursday is also like my return to office work happy hour. So my first drink in six weeks is going to be with coworkers, which would be great. And then mm-hmm. um, we'll go from there. But yeah, not a ton of updates. I'm just going through PT. Do you have a good, uh, like a good coworker crew to grab a drink with? Cause like depending on the office, yeah. that's either a death sentence or like actually fun. No, it's a good crew. Um, we've got like, like with my team specifically, I've been going to the office for a while now, but like the whole company's going back. So we've like grabbed drinks and shit after. Um, I like my team, but uh, I like my guys. Um, but uh, Honestly, the versatility of Evan Malloy is unmatched. Whether you're plugged in with Halo 16 year olds or your corporate coworkers, like locker rooms just gelling. People need yeah. more glue guys. Glue guys. Society. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I'm moving out. of. I've lived with my parents for two weeks. Um, I'm moving out of here. Have to shout them out for putting up with me. My mom's been a saint, keeping me eating healthy, uh, not getting fat. And, yeah, I mean, I got a good support system here, so I'm, I'm rolling along. But enough about me. How was your weekend? How was your birthday, dude? Good. Um, so the weekend – I had a, I had called the game on Friday. Um, dude, calling games is fucking fun. Like I, I'm good at it, which is, you know, yeah. Humble brag. This is the first time I actually got accused of being too biased. Apparently the wings like front office or like the owner or somebody texted the league and was like, Hey, you need to tell these San Diego broadcasters to stop having such a seals bias. And I'm like, all right, well then you pay my paycheck. Um, I didn't actually say that. I was like, oh, shit, I need to lock this in. Called the game on Friday. Saturday was a really interesting day. I woke up at like 5 a.m. ready to go on a hike. Um, The team left to go play a doubleheader. Uh, The second leg of the doubleheader was in Denver, obviously where I'm from. And one of the jerseys was, was left behind. So I kind of had to cut the hike short and schedule an emergency flight to Denver. And then they were like, Oh shit, we found the Jersey. You're good. (laughs) (laughs) So, so I kind of like canceled. I was like, cleared my schedule. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm going to show how dedicated to the team I am. I I called my mom and I was like, Hey ma, I'm going to be in town. I'm landing at five and you know, blah, blah, blah. So honestly, a little bit of a tease right there. Um, you didn't end up going. Did not end up going to Denver. And I had like told like, I don't know, two or three people. And I was like, oh shit, like I'm actually going to Denver. And they were like, so what's the deal? And I was like, they found the jersey. But I didn't <laughs> explain why I was going to be in Denver. They were like, what jersey? So I had to spend like an hour just fucking explaining what was going on to people, which was annoying. Um, but instead of a hike, I went on a long walk to my favorite taco shop. Shout out. Um, oscars fish tacos in oh, the beach so fucking hungry right now Sounds so good yeah I'm, I'm actually ready to mock right after this and then honestly enjoyed my sunday i was productive i uh, i cleaned i did laundry um 
we made spring rolls. I live with two teenagers. I saw that. It was a disaster. I want to talk to you about that, though. The bastard pile, I feel like could have been kind of fire if you, like, made it into a little bowl. Oh, yeah. Oh, we so we ate the entire bastard pile, and it was, like, one of the best bites ever. And here's the deal. Like, you throw a fried egg on anything, I consider it breakfast. Had a little bastard pile egg plate the next day. It was actually, like, astonishing. I could it see was, that. Yeah, vermicelli noodle, all the uh, all the vegetables and a fried egg on top. I was like, holy shit, I'm actually living right now. Um, nice. Incorporating fish sauce into the peanut sauce is undefeated. It, it's actually, I, I made like a batch of peanut sauce and I'm putting it on everything I eat right now. And then my birthday was on a Tuesday, um, April 12th. Um, didn't get very many Venmos, that's okay. But it's a Tuesday, so you can't exactly go out. So I went to my favorite Italian restaurant. I brought the two orphans with me. And then they're great in the way that they are like, oh, shit, we're at a nice Italian restaurant. This is fantastic. And, you know, they're they're two young P- or NLL players. So I'm like, all right, I'll pick up the tab. I just want to, you know, have a good time on my birthday. So he's like, oh, can I get the spaghetti and meatballs and a double rum and Coke? And I'm like, no, you fucking aren't getting a double rum and Coke at a decent Italian restaurant. So I kind of made him order something a little bit more appropriate. <laughs> they, I gave up desserts for Lent. So they treated me to a dessert martini. Um, Sneaky got absolutely tanked. Like I forget. Like, a, mart- like an espresso martini? No, just uh, gin and vodka martini. Not, uh, not combined. I was like, well, I can't have brown liquor, wine, or desserts. So I might as well have like a martini because that's like really the only thing that's not trashy. I'm going to sound like a full-blown alcoholic, dude, but like that sounds so good. What? <laughs> Just a martini. <laughs> really into the booze. I'm like a chocoholic, but with alcohol. I don't know what that's called. <laughs> but... No, dude, it was honestly great. So we finished up dinner. Um, I knew the waiter. This place is in Little Italy is called Nona's. And like anytime my family's in town, we go to Nona's. So like I knew the waiter. He hooked up like all this shit. And then, yeah, they treated me to a dessert martini at like the bar down the street. And then I came back and we literally played video games. It was like Call of Duty uh, against bots just having a fun time being hammered like oh we got it we got to get here and then honestly i crushed work today like i i slated my alarm normally i wake up at like you know 6 37 i was like i'm gonna wake up at 8 15 and give myself 15 minutes before i need to go to work crushed work today and um Honestly, pretty good birthday. Just a nice little Tuesday send. And um, I'm going back to Denver this weekend, which is going to be interesting. My parents are selling the house. So that's going to be super bittersweet to talk, you know, be around all of those memories. But like Thanksgivings and Christmases and all this shit, it's like, oh, I'm never, ever going to be. Oh, yeah. Dude, it's going to be weird. I might cry. I'm calling it right now. I might cry. My parents sold my house my like freshman year of college, but it didn't really hit me that hard. I wasn't that upset. Really what sucked was like when you come home from college, you want to just be like all your friends are coming home from college in your hometown and you just want to be there. But by like my sophomore year, everyone was like getting internships in the city anyway. So yeah. like they all had to get on the LIRR and go back at like two in the morning. And I just went to my parents like 
couple subway stops away. So <laughs> it's kind of electric. <laughs> Dude, well, like, you know, I, I have friends in Denver, but like, I see a lot of those friends, like Thanksgiving, Christmas and this and that. Now that I'm like old, it's like, true. I, don't, I honestly don't know how much I'm going to be going back to Denver. Like all these friends that I have that I've been able to keep in touch with. It's like, now it's crunch time. You know, when you graduate college and you're like, you're going to have friends and then like 90% of the people that you know are going to kind of fall off just because you don't see yeah. each other regularly. I'm like, like all right, never I even... got to get ready to just drop half of my friends. Dude, it's so weird when you are on a lacrosse team and you like a kid a year older than you on a lacrosse team who you're not like super tight with, but like you could literally like go out with them and have a great time whenever you never see them again after college. Kind of. And, and I was just reading this thing on Twitter. Of course, that's where I read everything. But it was like, if you think about it, the amount of time that you spend with people, like whether it's childhood friends, college parents, when you move out or when you graduate or when you do this, you do that, like you've already spent 95% of the time in your entire life hanging out with that person. And now like the one weekend bachelor party, the off chance yeah. that I'm in Denver and see him, it's like, I'm probably not going to see half of my Denver friends like ever again. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm so drunk and 29 and having this existential crisis. And I was like, <laughs> eh, I'm fine. I don't really fucking care. So <laughs> Hey, it was a roller coaster, but it was good. Yeah, that'll be good. It's going to be fucking great. It, it honestly opens up. You live up in a San Diego, dude. Austin. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, exactly. I'm going to come to San Diego. Like, I honestly think I should go. I, we have so many, my girlfriend and I both have so many friends in California. I feel like it should be, if we can like work from home, it really should be a yearly trip. Dude, 100%. And um, I actually, didn't even text the group chat about this yet, but like post games getting a little momentum. Not only are we probably going to announce our first sponsor soon first sponsor, first sponsor in a year. while. Yeah. yeah. First sponsor in a while, but Next there have been, um, two got the deal signed, bro. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. DraftKings and red truck beef jerky and all those other companies and sideline swap. But <laughs> there are people that are reaching out. It's like, Hey, do you potentially want to do this for this, you know, like lacrosse tournament? And I'm like, Oh, placid yeah evan tore his acl and he can't go because he has like a wedding but if we're going to be recording like why don't we just set up a table in the middle of the championship game in Vail and just you know do weekend trips i don't know how much you can work from home but we're getting momentum and that's what i can happens. work from home whenever yeah i'm i'm hybrid but like it's on my own time so i'm good i'm down to do shit if we're good, making go off king yeah um Dude, sound guy's coming to fucking New York, but I have a bachelor Dude, party. Dude, he's the greatest, by the way. He's the best guy I know. Yeah, I talk to him every day. Um, unfortunately, though, he I'm not going to be here, so I can't oh, tell him. Oh, fuck. It's going to be the first weekend of college across uh, playoffs, and I thought it would be so fucking funny to be with him. But it is what it is. Can't have everything in this life. Um, all right. Anything else life-wise until we, uh, before we get into some lacrosse? Um, no, not really. I don't um, want to talk about this. What? I said, please, because I don't want to talk about this. Oh, hold on. Yeah, let me let me try to stall. Uh, my roommate's just taking a shower, so if you hear background noise, deal with it. No. So why don't we talk? Why don't we, Evan? Why don't we talk a little bit about college lacrosse? How's Syracuse doing? All right. I'll start with the Albany game. Well, let's start with the Notre Dame game. 
The Notre Dame game is uh, wash because of the bus situation. So, you know, throw that out the door. Yeah, we covered by half a goal. We've been over that. The Albany game. Like, that weather, anything can happen. So, I'm not really, like, judging the team too much. Terrible loss, not going to lie. But, I mean, come on. Fucking bullshit. If that was in the Dome, I think Hughes wins by, you know. A hundred? Four. The Cornell game. Oh, bro. Heartbreaker. I mean, they they came out. They looked great. They looked great defensively. Um, Cornell's, I mean, Cornell's a good team. It's just like it was such a backbreaker. I had a feeling that they were going to come back. And, you know, just like they, like they weren't throwing – they were having to work very hard for their goals towards the end of the game and, like, uh, we were not. It almost felt like a college basketball game in March Madness when, like, the team that's not supposed to win has, like, a pretty big lead, but then the team that's better is is roaring back, and like they're, you like – just know it's going to happen. They're yeah. getting layups. Like, they're getting to the post, one move, like, fucking bank shot layup in, and then, like, the other team's, like, you know, grinding, shooting with five seconds left on the shot clock and, like, hitting a three. Like, these teams don't feel equal at this time. Um, that's what, like, the second half of the Cornell game felt like. I just, like – I feel like they've gotten so many bad breaks. Um, like the Albany game was theirs to have. Like they had a lead for so long and then just like pissed it away. Um, and I don't really know what to put my finger on it. I mean, it's a new coaching staff. It's going to be like challenging, like in those situations. I know like Petro has been in those situations before, but you're like finding your footing for the first time. Um, and yeah, I mean, if let's call a spade a spade. If they win out, Right now, they still might not make the tournament. So I think they would, but they still might not. So what I'm going to say is this is a pretty bad down year. We haven't been back to the Final Four since 2013, which, you know, is not great. But let's do a little history lesson around fucking college across before Twitter before lacrosse Twitter really blew up, because that's what this is, is everyone's dunking on Syracuse because their dark ages, which is right now, is like the peak of lax Twitter. Well, I guess like the current peak of lax Twitter. I only see it going up. Um, but because like it's just, you know, there's never been this sort of forum. There's been like lax power where everyone's talking about their own team, but no one really pays attention to other teams. This is now the only place where people can talk about lacrosse publicly and respond to each other and have like banter back and forth. So it's super popular. And they're the team that, you know, is the standard, the gold standard that's bad right now. But let's look back, I don't know, two years, four years, maybe Virginia, when I was in college, didn't win a fucking ACC game. They went to the tournament maybe once and got blown out in the first round. Back to back national championships five years later. So maybe there was no one talking about that, but I would consider that a very similar dark age stretch when you can't even beat a fucking team. Syracuse, at least Syracuse two years ago, went undefeated regular season at ACC. They could play those teams. Virginia didn't win a fucking ACC game until 2017. I think I'm, I'm almost positive. So there's one. Let's talk about UNC. UNC didn't go to a final four. Don't fact check me on this, but 
I'm almost positive. No, this is this. Whatever you're saying is facts. UNC didn't go to a Final Four. They won the national championship in 1993, I think. They didn't go to a Final. I'm looking it up. They didn't go to a Final Four until they won in 2016. And they're everybody's favorite team. Yeah, your fa- your favorite player, Marcus Holman, never went to a fucking Final Four. He never got out of the quarterfinals. Jimmy Bitter, Joey Sankey, great players, great teams. Everybody remembers. Never went to a Final Four. They don't get any backlash for that. UNC has gotten to Final Fours recently, sure, but they've been a program for a very long time, just like Syracuse has been a program for a very long time. And, you know, they're not going to go to the fucking Final Four every year. Maryland goes to the Final Four all the time. They couldn't win a fucking national championship for, like, five fucking years. They were the Buffalo Bills at College Lacrosse until 2017. They needed, like, the best recruiting class that to ever pan out, ever, to win a national championship. So I'm not saying that that's a problem. Like, I, that's no issues with that. Like, that happens to teams. They get into lulls. They get into ruts. All right. So, Evan, I, I am on the NCAA.com slash history slash lacrosse dash men slash D1 website. Everybody's favorite. Control F Carolina. Champion 2016 North Carolina. I have to click the arrow. The next time they're mentioned, which isn't a final four, the next time they made a championship, 1993, the year I was born. That's the year I was born. That's what I just said verbatim. I know my shit, dude. I was going to say, that's it. I don't know they're, about final four. I'm talking championships right now, but I just. I'm telling you, it's final four. I'm almost positive it's final four. So, like, that's a fuck. That's crazy, man. And that's not going to happen to Syracuse. I'll tell you that right now. So. It fucking happens and it sucks. It sucks that like, it's the most popular sports ever been. There's a ton of eyeballs. There's all this fucking bullshit with social media. So they're under a microscope, but let's not act like this is some monumental fucking collapse. That's never been seen before. They still have so much going for them. All the history. I'm not even close to worried. You think I give a fuck about this year? This is a lifetime investment. I've literally been all Syracuse. Since I came out of the womb, three generation, three generation. I don't care about this one. I feel bad for the seniors. They're great kids. I know them. Grand scheme of things, they're a part of a great tradition. And when we do win the national championship, they're going to feel great. They're going to feel amazing. They'll be there Memorial Day. They'll have a great time. And they'll be a part of that championship. Even though it won't feel like it, they'll be a part of building that. So all that's to say to have all your takes, the jokes are funny. I'm not going to lie. It is what it is. But let's not act like this is, you know, the first time in history. All your favorite fucking programs that you like to stroke off have had the same fucking droughts. Ran over. What was what was your best accolade for goaltending? Like second team All-American? ACC tournament MVP. ACC tournament MVP. ACC champion of moving the goalposts. I believe in Syracuse now. I don't know how I fall for every single one of your rants, whether it's finishing out the year strong, whether it's Dordovic actually going to be able to lead Syracuse to the final four, which I never said. I never said Syracuse was going to be in the final four, by the way. You think this is going to be the end of the Syracuse program? Absolutely not. Joey Spelina just scored, what, 500 in infinity goals and is setting records with no – you know, the, the perfect gift that I would come up with off the top of my head is Squidward going future. I tweeted that. I, I know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so you had me going. 
Uh, but yeah, dude. Also, these kids are popping out of the fucking ground, the underclassmen, because the Cordell game, they're getting freshmen in now. They're getting underclassmen in now, which I like. I mean, it's again, like it sucks to see that for the seniors, but there's a start 28. I can't remember his name on Syracuse is a fucking baller. Like a lot of people are like, oh, he hesitated on the last slide. He played out of his fucking mind in that game. He's a freshman. They have underclassmen who are getting game time in against the number five team in the country right now. You think they're not going to be good in a couple of years? That's that's literally Virginia. When I played Doc Aiken and Matt Moore, I was like, these kids are going to be fucking really good. And lo and behold, they won a national championship. So everyone shut the fuck up. <laughs> Notre Dame's uh, going to the fucking championship this year. I think that, I mean, dude, they were my final four pick. I think they look great. We just talked to the fucking goalies. That's, they seem like a knit tight group. The Kavanaugh, Matt, Pat Kavanaugh is my favorite player to watch, like since Pat Spencer. <laughs> He is a guy that's like, he's literally just out there goofing. It's like, oh, it's a top 10 matchup. I'm just going to have fun. I'm going to have fun with it. The only criticism I have of Syracuse is if you guys beat Cornell, like based on the RPI, Notre Dame would have gone from 13 to nine and pretty much like solidified our spot. So that's my only criticism of Syracuse. This is not a Syracuse criticism program podcast. This is, a I mean, it's a game. bummer, dude. Like you got it. Like they obviously want to win that game. Like it's, it's, that's not a program problem. Like that I'll, I'll wholeheartedly admit they have a team problem with staying in games and closing out games clearly. Um, which like, you know, it happens to fucking teams. So I'm with you. Like, Hopefully they can write the ship and get j- just some fun wins. Like that. that's what I'm like praying for. I mean, run the fucking table and then play Yale at Yale. That'd be fucking sick. I'd be there in a heartbeat, by the way, boys. If you guys play within a two hour radius of me in the playoffs, if you get that, actually, if you make the playoffs, I don't care where you fucking play. Let's go. I will go. I will commit to that right now. I will be there. I don't care if I have to t- be in a wheelchair. I will be there. Dude, you, yeah. You're just on a wheelchair at the end of the bench. <laughs> like everyone's hyping you up like the make away. Sister Jean. <laughs> God, dude. The problem with me is I'm starting to get expectations about this Notre Dame team. I So our losses are the, – the fact that I think this Notre Dame team is legit because we lost to Maryland by two, kind of pathetic. You don't want to base your expectations around a loss, but – Dude, we're starting to fire on all cylinders. Entman has four guys behind him that are backing him up. Obviously, we'll get into Robert that. E. <laughs> and a Long Island scumbag. Like, that's the greatest dichotomy ever. We're starting to fire on all cylinders. This offense, this defense, this face-off unit, this goaltending unit, this clearing, this riding is starting to come together a little bit. Um, you know, our last three wins, Duke, Syracuse, and then pretty much a bye weekend against Marquette. If we lose to North Carolina, Evan, I'm going to be on Suey watch. I really you can't lose. We can't fucking lose this game. I'm I'm already like, who does Syracuse play this weekend? Fuck. I thought they played North Carolina. Do they play Virginia? Yeah, Fuck. Syracuse has North Carolina because they have a back to back. I think. Let me check. Yeah, because we play. You play on the 16th. We play on the 21st against North Carolina. Oh, okay. I'm just remembering that off the top of my head. By the way. Fuck yeah, dude. We're so dialed in. It's not even funny. Yeah, North Carolina this Saturday. Oh, that's going to be lit, dude. Fuck yeah. UNC? Bunch of scumbags? Get out of here. This is our time. You know what else, boys? 
I don't know how many of the Syracuse kids listen to this, but just win that fucking game. Just like, just don't come in last in the ACC. Just beat the fuck out of them. Who cares if you're not going to, I mean, I, I don't think that UVA and Notre Dame can't happen, but just beat UNC. I mean, they already beat Duke. Can but, we all, can we all agree on that? Just beat UNC. That's all it is. Like, like I'm, oh, I will always hype that team up. If you guys beat UNC, I will like parade. We'll make memes. We'll make videos. And, and realistic. Yeah. Oh, dude, I know how to make videos now. <laughs> you being injured is the best thing that happened to the post-game meme factory, like, uh, of all time. So, yeah. All right. I, we, I mean, this we don't have to talk too much about Syracuse, but I'm just fired up. For the, like, I'm sick of seeing bullshit, and, like, on Twitter. Uh, it's just – it's ridiculous. So, I have to have their bags because I'm, I'm in the arena. They can't really say anything. You're, you're the man in the arena. Yeah. Should they hire Eddie Glazer as their defensive coordinator? No. Okay. Just hey, just asking. One thing I want to say about Pat Cavanaugh, weird lacrosse take. That's not funny at all, but it's kind of interesting. Everyone like was comparing uh like Sowers and Grant Ament to Mikey Powell, like the way that they dodge. I actually think that. The closest thing we've seen to a trait of Mikey Powell's game is how Pat Cavanaugh rides. It's it, like have vivid memories of myself, like watching him ride. And like I played like in and out of the goal growing up. Like my, my dad, like Matt was like this too, but I would just remember my dad like telling me that you have to ride like that. And I would be like, you know, a lax rat little kid, like, okay, I'm focused on the ride. Yeah. <laughs> my mind. Like him riding like a fucking madman and then being the best player on the field by a fucking wide margin. And Pat Cavanaugh is usually that, but really like he's not as quick as Mikey Powell, but you see in like the ride and how like violently he rides and the effort. That's the closest thing we've seen to Mikey Powell, period. So, like if I, if I had the like the only true, if you went beyond Madden stats from 99 to 100, like the Kavanaugh's writing ability is 100. Like there, there's really no, like no room for debate on there. The, the Kavanaugh's ride saved my college career so many fucking times from Matt. And now I get to watch Pat do it. And dude, the funniest part is like, I would talk to Mr. Kavanaugh after games and I'd be like, hey, Mr. Kavanaugh, I know I've explained this on the pod before, but I'd be like, hey, Mr. Kavanaugh, how you doing? He's like, you know, I'm not doing great. Matt just, you know, played so fucking soft. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. He had seven points and I feel like he was doing incredible. And then Matt would go up to my dad and be like, Hey, Hey, Mr. Ocello and be like, God, you know, Nick just could have played so much better. (laughs) So funny. And to know that that like the motherfucker of Mr. Kavanaugh has just been completely replicated in the rides of all of his son. It's just like a beautiful little thing. So bottom line, Syracuse and Notre Dame are about to shit pump North Carolina. <laughs> Guaranteed, nothing goes bad. Dude, Carolina scored, what, four goals their last game? Come on now. Come on now. Against Duke, who Cuse beat the shit out of. I mean, Cuse should be playing loose. At, oh, that was a that was a rhyme. No, Cuse uh, <laughs> and loose. Uh, North Carolina scored four against uh, Virginia. They scored six against Duke. Yeah, oh, I'm remembering really, off the top of my head. Really getting on, on track. Uh, <laughs> dude, by the way, not to go back to Syracuse, but I, you didn't watch the game, I'm sure, but uh, Tucker had a sh- had a shot. He was on the left side. They were in a zone. I got I to explain this to you. 
and he faced dodged, like he wound up and face dodged like he was going to shoot blue past the defender and the game was tied in the fourth quarter and he had mm-hmm. no so he like rat he's like he's got insane stick skills he's got like great hands somehow like i've never seen that in his game but like it's really cut like you've seen the between the legs goal that actually happened yeah yeah he wrapped it around his legs like on the run and it just hit the goal. The goalie didn't even see it. It hit him in the leg. Like it would have been the goal, like the best goal of all time. But yeah, just wanted to speak about that because I feel like we glazed over it and everyone was kind of going nuts about it. But uh yeah, can you send that to me, please? I would like to if I can find it. Yeah. It. Anyway, um Jacksonville is a sneaky wagon. Richmond beats UVA in what I think was like the weirdest upset of the year. And then Jacksonville turns around and slaps him. Um, I actually like Galloway. Like he's a pretty good dude. Would love to have a cocktail with him at any wedding. Um, as I had at Jack Mears, you probably didn't the listener. It's like a big lacrosse thing, but honestly, like to have a young coach, I was talking about this the other day. It's like to have a young coach that like can relate to the players is such a massive fucking recruiting advantage than like the old, guard of like oh yeah you know come with me and we'll develop you versus Galloway who's like yo I just retired from like this being one of the best goalies in the world I can fucking help you through whatever you're experiencing because I recently experienced it and I think Jacksonville is like the first example of that actually coming to fruition I think it's this big changing of the guard from all these old bags the good old boys who are kind of like in their little protective circles this and that to like hey I'm young. I get studs. I get everybody to buy in. Every coach talks about buying into the program, but Galloway's like, fellas, I know a locker room culture. I'm young. I'm cool. I'm not like these old dinosaurs that are over in these other programs. So I think Galloway might be like sneaky, the next blueprint, like Galloway and Kayla trainer, kind of like the two, Hey, we're young and we're honestly fucking crushing it. So I hope to see this youth movement continue and then I hope when we're running this podcast in 20 years, we're like, you know, Galloway should fucking hang him up. But right now, enjoy it. I want I want Jacksonville to take down every big opponent they play besides Notre Dame and Syracuse, <laughs> just so that you show that this young, cool guy can fucking make it in this world. Yeah, it's interesting, too. Like, he's, he's like, definitely – they definitely love him down there. Like, you've seen the videos of him, like, dancing in the locker room and shit. Um, but he's got, even from watching like an Instagram video of him, you can tell that they are like, oh shit, it's our coach. But they're also like, we love this guy kind of thing. So he seems like a total players coach and he's like young, like you said. So he like gets it. Um, but it's cool to see. I mean, like, is that the, is that like his pinnacle Jacksonville? Like maybe they're, I mean, they're beating the shit out of the ACC this year. So who knows? But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, I'm really interested to see like where his career goes. I feel like he has only done well for himself year in and year out and it's it's cool to see someone come from like a pedigree program like Syracuse go down to Jacksonville like and stay there like he signed a contract I think last year for six years so he's like committed to that which dude my hope is that like I hope that he sets a trend to at least kind of like him Ryder Garnsey like some of these younger I I think you know, fuck it. I'm going to say it. I think experience playing at a high level trumps um, like a coaching pedigree. It's like, oh, this guy's been coaching for 20 years. Well, it's like, well, this guy fucking played at the highest level. And again, like I'll go back to like an Eddie Glazner, Jack Muir, Galloway, like the guys that are known for like communicating and having like an understanding of the game, not just, oh, he was a freak athlete. That almost is like 
more important than a coaching pedigree and a long tenure of coaching. So, I mean, shit, just in the recruiting, would you rather get a call from Galloway or a guy from, you know, the 60 years old? And it's like, I've been the coach here, you know, all, all this shit. So I, I totally, I think it happens naturally with sports. And I think like, I think it's hard or harder for lacrosse because, but no, I mean, you see it in fucking, you see it in everything. Like, fucking coach k is retiring dude like it happens in every yeah, sport the at the end of the day, you move on like um if you can like re- like rejuvenate or even like start up something special then it's like only an added bonus like busick at cornell is like a fucking home run they lost their best player probably the best player in the country and they're still like one of the top teams in the country and they have a they have a totally young coaching staff. It's him, it's Jordan Stevens, who are like our age, and then Paulo Ferry, my buddy, who's you know my age. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's literally like young ass guys who they talked about that on the broadcast too, where they're like they can literally like show you exactly what you're supposed to do, like grab your stick and be like, "This is what I would do in your situation," or like and shit like that. And I feel like it goes a long way. It's not like someone talking at you. It's like someone just like, "Dude, trust me, this is gonna work." kind of thing so I think it's interesting I, I think it's really cool I would love to see you know I mean the Gary era just started like I think Gary's obviously not like young like those guys but he's still you know like a new fresh coach um so I mean I'd be interesting to see it happen like across uh, all the teams and like I feel like we're we're gonna start to see that um slowly roll out it's just like the nature of things but it's uh it's definitely been cool to watch and it seems like it's paying off to your point good Young, young guys unite. And then I can't wait to be like 60 doing this podcast and be like, these young fuckers don't know what the hell's going on. I love <laughs> how was the weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good. I shit my pants. It was fantastic. Um, first off, I, I hate Maryland. First off, like seventh game we're talking about. Uh, Maryland's a wagon. They're already getting compared to historically great teams. Um everybody's blowing them. I think it's a little premature to be comparing them to historical teams. Notre Dame lost by two, which is the only reason why I'm saying that. I don't care for Maryland. I think their alumni, uh, especially on social media are kind of boring and bland and vanilla and down the middle, they play a five iron off of the T instead of the three wood off the deck. Um, I don't know. Fuck Maryland. But when they beat Rutgers, I'm like, all right, time to post some Sopranos memes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That was fun to watch. I mean, yeah, they're they're great. So there's not really much. They're like clear favorites. I, you know, what might fuck them though? Well, not fuck them, but it's gonna be. It's probably the toughest year. It's gonna be the toughest road to the the national championship because the like we're talking about teams that are on the bubble that are like very good, nasty. So like you know, is there a fifth Ivy League team that gets in? Or like a fourth Ivy League team that gets in that has to play fucking Maryland. Probably not. I mean, like it'll probably, but like is it Jacksonville? Like who the fuck is gonna be the 16th seed? Like the 16th seed is probably undefeated with an ACC win, if we're really thinking about it. <laughs> so like I it's it's like they're very, very good. Um, I haven't seen anyone really slow them down. Syracuse only lost them by four, though. So Notre Dame lost by two, Syracuse lost by four. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Bubba but, Fairman sent the uh, or no Wisnaukis was Wisnaukis whatever get a better name to say when you're ghosts <laughs> fuck he set the goal record and dude it was actually funny because I was messaging uh, Jared Bernhardt 
who only responds out of kindness. Like it, it is an obligation for him to respond. No, to football him. brotherhood. Football yeah. brotherhood. Dude, like, you know, you go to lacrosse and then football, and then you know, if he gets blackballed by the NFL, I can walk him through that. But I was like, yo, how much did you hate this for real? Like, how mad were you? <laughs> he was like, ha ha ha, no, loved it, this and that. And I was like, come on, like, you know, <laughs> like I just keep sending him like hey, how much did you hate when this happened, when someone broke your record or, like, got a, a minuscule of clout? That's a good bit. That's a good bit. He's airtight. I, I'm not too comfortable screenshotting it and sharing, but, like, when I have a cache of five, I'm probably going to drop him and be like, I've been trying to get Jared to crack. When he wins a Super Bowl, that's when I launch my clout. On the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Luckily, um, no one will come near my clearing uh, best clearing percentage in Syracuse history record, so we're all good yeah. there. Well, and like, you know, the record books is when we blackballed Tommy Burke, his brother was appreciative of that because I feel like Tommy would have immediately gotten in trouble if he was our intern, but he'd be doing more intern Colin and intern Drew suck. They don't do shit, dude. No. Um, Only other game. Congrats. Oh, Rutgers. Congrats on a let's, there should be a a Colts verbal meme, the Colts banner where it's like AFC championship or like, runner up or whatever it is it's like was ranked for uh, was ranked in the top five for a week it should be the I, i'm gonna i'm yeah i'm gonna make that right now yeah just saw that off the cuff i'm buzzing <laughs> um, uh, can you transition because i'm gonna be preoccupied with this meme for a little bit yeah uh last thing is brown u pen i mean the ivy league's a lot like the acc in a sense where everyone's just beating the shit out of each other so I mean, don't have to, I mean, I'm shocked. I thought like UPenn, I thought after UPenn beat Cornell the way that they did, they were just kind of going to kind of like blow through the Ivy League. Um, they had a great game against Yale and then they kind of choked it away at the end. Um, Yale is like finding their footing too. So like that, I, I felt like Yale and UPenn were going to like take a step forward, but it's just, just did not happen. Um, I'd say Brown is probably the fourth best team in the Ivy League. And they beat UPenn. So very similar to the ACC. I don't know. I literally couldn't tell you who's going to make the tournament. I think it's like impossible. It's probably the hardest, which is great. Like it's good. It's like pretty fun to watch, but it's like probably the hardest year to predict who's going to make or who's going to get the at-large bids. Dude. And the, and the tough part is, is like, the ACC almost always does good enough out of conference to where it's like, you know, I, I and I've made this comparison a hundred times now, but like SEC football, when an SEC school loses to an SEC school, they're like, holy shit. Like, you know, this other team that just beat this piece of shit must be incredible. And the ACC has had the luxury of being able to play that narrative for literally years. Like Notre Dame loses to Syracuse, Syracuse loses to Notre Dame. And they're like, holy shit, the winning team is so good. Now the Ivy League gets to have that, and the ACC is like, oh, this Notre Dame team lost to Virginia, who lost to Richmond, who might blow. So I, honest to God, just to echo your point, I have no idea who's going to make the playoffs. Um, If Notre Dame doesn't, it's because the secret cabal and the Illuminati have been conspiring against Notre Dame, who is historically underprivileged in the first place. But dude, I, it's, I, it's sneaky going to be like the first selection Sunday where you're actually like, oh, like who's going to make it? Like it was always like, are you going to be like, are we going to be the two seed or the three seed? Yeah, like, yeah. like are we going to play Towson or fucking Georgetown? Um, probably shouldn't have said that because we lost the fucking Towson. But yeah, you know. What I mean. <laughs> 
but no, uh, I, it, it sucks. And uh, I mean, I got to imagine like one of the two, the abs like, are fucking rolling right now. Holy dude, we're sh- disgusting. Like yeah. actually disgusting. You're gonna choke though. Gonna choke though. Shut up. Sorry, not to cut you off. Um, yeah. Rangers come to playoffs, by the way. Do, do, do. Congratulations uh, on that. I think we did that a while ago. No, they just – yeah, you guys did do it a while ago. You're going to win the President's Trophy and get cursed. By the way, really weird random gambling thing that I'm just going to talk about right now. I tweeted about it, but I want to talk about it on the podcast. Uh-huh. Before the season started, I'd say the Rangers were probably, like, projected to maybe compete for the third place in the division and be a wild card team. They're now, like, second in the division, clinched the playoff spot already. They have four players over that are going to finish over 70 points – a 50 goal scorer, the goalie of the year, Vesna, um, Vesna winner, likely winner, the favorite. And the odds when I bet it before the season were plus 1900. And the odds now to, for them to win the Stanley Cup are plus 1800 after all of that happened this season. Seems like a good bet. So I'm telling everybody right now, it's a great bet. Like, granted, they have to go through the East, but that's. Knowing that information, it might be the bet of the year. Value way too early to tell, but it's probably because they thought they were good, then they sucked for a little bit, then they got good, and then you know, kind of evened out. But I don't think anyone thought they were good, but whatever. I just like, I think that's so weird. So, yeah, if you bet the abs go further than the Rangers, yeah, I bet so too. Oh, well, it seems like you're not very confident in your team. I mean. That would be a very like good bet for you because the Avs don't have to fucking play anybody and the Rangers have to go through the fucking most competitive division. And then, well, if you take it, that'd be better of the year for me. So, yeah, it would be better of the year for you. I'm not going to let you have that Rangers Stanley Cup of the year. You still right. owe me two open bars, by the way. I think. No, I bought you dinner that one time when I was in San Diego. Uh, <laughs> oh, you're right. That you got the peanut butter wings. No, nah, it doesn't count. I'm just fucking around. No, the peanut butter wings don't. Fucking count. I'm still mad about that. I took a risk. Uh, <laughs> that was such a bad risk, dude. That was like our first meal, too. So I, I even had the balls to be like, dude, don't fuck. Well, not the balls, but like, I was like, is this kid serious? Like, you can't do this. So I like, told you not to get him. It said you- on the menu, it was like, hey, these, it sounds weird, but it's good. Fucking liars. At least we're bed at a reasonable hour. <laughs> <laughs> at least I wasn't playing. I wasn't pretending to be Westberg with a long pole at 3 a.m. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> Fuck. Uh, do we want to talk about you getting ratioed by me today? Nationals guy. I don't know that that guy sucks, but like he looks kind of fat. Is always a funny insult. <laughs> like he looks fat. It's like ah, it's not a flattering picture. Um, I blocked that guy. I probably like go to his profile and like view tweets once a month at least. So that guy sucks. And the worst part is, is I'm like, all right, then post a picture of you, you fat fuck. And then I've lost. Like it, it's literally backed me into a corner. So you leveraging PLL nationals to ratio me is like an all-time scumbag move. I don't know, dude. I feel like it was, I, that was like Winston Churchill level strategy. Yeah. I mean, I got back I had that, corner and I can't. I, I can't and I knew you were blocked, and I was going to reply to him yesterday and like have your back. But then I was like, you know what? I'm going to screenshot this for the next time Nick and I go back. <laughs> and 
I'm gonna fucking own him. <laughs> and then, like, sure enough, not even 24 hours later, you like had that comment, and I just had it locked and loaded. But that was like literally my intention with screenshotting it. Was this like next time Nick gives me shit, I'm fighting him? I was like, I'm gonna remember this. (laughs) Honestly, that's that's so fucking good. Oh god. All right, but all good. And then the last thing is um this Brett Dobson kid from St. Bonaventure. We talk about it, I don't know, for 10 seconds with the Notre Dame goalies, but he declares early for the PLL draft. There's a lot of holes in uh in the goalie position, doesn't come around very often. He declares um if it were me i'd probably just try to transfer to a duke or notre dame and pull the td ireland i have a shit degree and now i'm gonna go get a degree from yale and coast off of that evan what are your thoughts as a goalie i read the article um so you're welcome inside lacrosse (laughs) Um, but i kind of see where he's coming from and i feel like that's a hot take but like the COVID for the COVID year kids, I don't think it's that crazy. And if you want to play professional lacrosse as a goalie, it's fucking really hard. Like, look at me, dude. <laughs> yeah, you're the one of the best of all time. But seriously, like all kidding aside, if you really think about it, like think about all the people who are retiring right now. Ned Crotty, when the fuck did he graduate from college? 2010? Or probably earlier than that. Let me look it up. Continue. So if you think about that, like it's people play for, so, and they, as they should, like in any sport, like you want to have a 10 year career and lacrosse is super taxing on the body to the point where you have to retire after, you know, a certain amount of years, like the NFL or something. Um, so like people play for a long time. It's small. There's only eight teams, right? Nine teams like breaking through now take that thought process if it's like hard to play as a midfielder like if you're a first team all-american right now you're not guaranteed a spot to play right a, a roster spot which is crazy to think about um so maybe if you're first team all-american but you know what i'm fucking saying um now if you're a goalie you just shrink that universe by three there's only two spots on the team um yeah it's like one of 15 spots in the world so like drew adams just retired like that guy gave me goalie lessons when i was a sophomore in high school because he was our professional goalie like he was my goalie mentor that like it's impossible to break in as a goalie so with all these guys retiring if you really want to do it and like there's a shortage so you know like look at a guy like drake porter who like people thought were going to get drafted in the pll and then like he's never really gotten a shot He's like two years removed now. And it's kind of like, well, why wouldn't I just take like the new first team All-American who's going to be a rookie? Like, it's really a tough, like, it's tough sledding if you're like in that limbo period of when these guys are just playing forever. So to me, if he wants to play professional lacrosse and that's like his goal, which it's, it is, I'm all for it. Like you got your degree. Like, do you want to roll the dice and go to an ACC school? Like, who knows if like he's from a, I mean, he's great goalie, but you know, there could be a kid on the team who's good too at the ACC school. Like the kid didn't get recruited like, like an ACC player. So who knows if he's better, <laughs> but uh, seriously, like, you know, like you never know what's going to happen in college. Like this is his best bet to play as a pro. And by the time he gets it, the, the other guy's already been in the locker room. The other guys played, you know, professional lacrosse already. So 
I kind of get where he's coming from. And I think for him at a program where like, you're not going to win a national championship, he got what he wanted out of it. He's going to be a first, uh, probably not a first team All-American because McElroy is like at a better program, but he's going to be an All-American at a very, like at a small program, have like historical records mm-hmm. and, and play professionally. So Dude, if I'm if I'm the PLL, I'm making sure that guy is fucking taken care of, like doing the camp circuit, like being a little bit in the media side. Totally, like, dude. I if they fumble this bag, like holy shit, that's gonna have repercussions for like ten years, and they're gonna be like, remember that kid that declared for the draft, and now you know he's yeah had to well, settle for a finance boy. job instead of going right to it after call. Like I don't know. So, oh, I think I'm going to have to go to bat for this kid very hard if he's not at the forefront of like the draft this year. Dude, let's do it. Let's uh, let's make sure that he's like one of the biggest seen talked about guys and friend of the program, uh, recurring guest Dan, Are- recurring one time guest Dan Arrestra broke the news. So, yeah, he did break the news. So, give him credit. Yeah. TLN. Yeah. TLN. Credit for Dan. Unbelievable. Fucking- Free Dan. Free Dan. We got credit when we broke the news. Why doesn't Dan get credit? It's a tough world out there. Everyone inside lacrosse had to credit us with news. <laughs> Fuck. That was so legendary. First reported by the post-game podcast. Oh, my God. That's when we made it. And then we fumbled the bag. It's so bad. The very the next day, we blew it. We Yeah, we got drunk with power. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I'm all for it. Like, And credit to that kid. like. It's a pretty big risk. Like some people are probably scratching their heads by it, but like, I think it makes sense. And it's, it's great for the sport. Like if kids are willing to do that, like that is the first step we've ever seen, ever seen of the professional game being chosen over the college game. Yep. He's, he's a trailblazer. Your worship, everything. Yeah. So Brett, congratulations. Um, and wishing you all the best buddy. And if you need somebody to crack some skulls, with Twitter fingers, you know where to find me. Yeah, we're uh, we're pretty much god tier cyber bulliers. So let us know if you want us in your in your inner circle, or conversely, tread lightly. Are we <laughs> are we threatening a college kid that just declared for the draft yet, or no? Hundred percent. That's right. so on brand. Good. Yeah. Hey, come with us. Maybe get a part of the GST movement that we're probably going to be forced into talking about at some point. Dude, I mean that G, my GST. I'm not gonna spoil it, but my GST sub merch line within the the umbrella, I thought was really good. It's just this long trickling tree root system where it's like there's 75 different like inside jokes. I like it. Yeah, it's great. Well, I think that about does it. Uh, anything else we need to talk about before we kick it over to the interview? No, I got nothing. This was uh, this was enjoyable. It's ten o'clock and I haven't eaten dinner, but somehow I'm I'm having fun. There you go. We'll go and eat dinner. We will kick it over to an interview with five different goalies at Notre Dame. An entire depth chart worth worth of interviews. Um, and enjoy. All right, the first ever. Poorly organized, complete shit show, five-person interview in the history of the post game. Right now, we have five people on. Liam Entman, Mick Lee, Alex Zepuff, Robert E. Lee is actually Mick's name. We'll get into that in a little bit. Grant and Chris, I don't know. Just name every white guy name you can think of there on the Zoom call. 
They are the goaltenders for the University of Notre Dame. Evan, are you excited about this or are you already, uh, you know, in your element? I'm excited. Uh, Yeah, in my element. uh, I'm excited. I don't know how it's going to go, but I definitely want to pick their brains a little bit. I've never had, we've never had a full goalie list on, on so, uh, or full depth chart. So I'm excited to figure out who's the clown and shit like that. All right, this is a panel. So we're going to give about one minute or two minutes of individual attention to each one of them. We'll start off. Hmm. Uh, Evan, who do you want to start off with? Maybe Grant because he went to Manhasset? Yeah, sure. Grant, name the best goalie in the history of Manhasset. Um, hmm, Tough. It's so many. None of them went to Syracuse. (laughs) Um... It's but, Evan Malloy. Uh, You're done. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what year were you at Manhattan, Grant? I graduated in 2018. 2018. So that was post Bill Cherry era. Uh, my sophomore year, we had Coach Cherry. Great guy. You got any good Cherry stories or no? Um, <laughs> who's Cherry? Oh, there's Coach Cherry was He's... our high school varsity coach. Great guy. Um, some uh. <laughs> I mean, that guy loved to run us for sure. Great guy. I love Mr. Cherry to this day. Kyle Cherry's Sonic. Friends Great guy. With, put um, us on the Jackson end line Perry. all the time. I mean, that's, yeah, loved that's him. the worst story ever. Got any good stories? Yeah, he made us run. Um, I mean, some of them are PG, some of them are not. Um, I guess one story, um, someone it's a little probably shouldn't have said something, came into practice, uh, ripped them. Then we ran, I think, the entire day. I think it was probably like six escalations, which is I don't know, suicide on a lacrosse field. So that was kind of terrifying. Um, Coach Chair is the kind of guy to scare you every minute. Kind of similar to, uh, I don't know, other people. But <laughs> um, would scare you on the lacrosse field, but then would love you outside of practice. I got, anything you want to I got a, I got a good uh, Coach Terry story. So there's a – I actually can't remember what dance it was. It might have been like a junior prom at the high school, and everyone gets, like, drunk at it and goes. Uh, <laughs> but you're not supposed to drink in high school, obviously. So Coach Cherry, to avoid, like, anybody drinking, would always schedule, like, 7 a.m. captain's runs, and you would go and run, like, two miles on the track as a team. And we obviously all went out uh, after and we did like the captain's run. Like all you have to do is show up and go. And like, there's no coaches there. So we think, but he was in his office and his office looks out at the track and we were all just like fucking around, came out to the field and probably ran 10 escalations and probably the most scared I've ever been in my life. Cause we were all still drunk. So uh, I totally agree. He was like, he was probably the master intimidator that I've had like ever as a coach. Um, and he was scary as shit when you're in trouble. So I think that's a little bit better story than just ripping somebody apart, but uh, pretty yeah. good team on his end, setting us up for failure there. <laughs> nice. Well, uh, you know, we could sit here, listen, as much as we love to hear about Manhasset stories, um, you know, we'll, we'll move on. Well, we talk about Wheat Ridge 24 fucking seven, dude. So. Well, cause it's better than that. Like you got drunk and had to <laughs> run. I mean, Jesus. Well, we were drunk running and got caught. I think that that's like a crazy move by a coach. So, <laughs> Chris Nelson. Chris, you were also a wrestler in high school, right? 
Yes, I was. So you're a goalie and a wrestler. What's the matter with you? Have you gotten your brain looked at recently? Yeah, no, I've, I've heard that. Um, a lot of people love to say uh, a screw is loose with goalies. Obviously, being the group of goalies that we are, we don't necessarily think that. But um, I actually loved wrestling in high school. I started the, the program my high school sophomore year and just went through to senior year. What, uh, what weight class? I finished uh, 182, uh, but I wrestled sophomore year at 152. So pretty big swing there. 182. Did you cut at all or did you just say, no, I'm just going to wrestle at whatever weight I'm at? Uh, sophomore and junior year, junior year, I cut um, to 152. And then by junior year, by the state championship, I was like, I can't do this anymore. I was cutting like 15 pounds a week. So I just bumped up to 160 and wrestled that for the last couple of tournaments. What did you, what was the best uh, place that you got? I got runner up for states twice my junior and senior year. So I could never steal the deal. Appreciate you bringing that up. <laughs> you lost twice. Did the kid, yeah. that, was it the same kid that beat you though? No, no, different kids. I, my senior year, it was a kid that I had beat uh, previously in the regular season. And then he beat me in the conference tournament and then beat me again in the state tournament. So, so um, yes. So yeah, exactly. The, the first loser. Did they at least go to like wrestle in college or did you just lose the two scrubs? Um, I think that he might've walked on at app state, but uh, ended up quitting. So he, he could have been a scrub, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, if you, if you wrestle in division one at all, you're pretty solid because all those programs are getting cut. They're pretty much the first on the chopping block at these schools, unless it's a big 10 school. So the wrestlers um, division one programs or college are, are pretty tough dudes. Where are you from? I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina, so uh, a lacrosse hotbed for sure. Uh, <laughs> part of the reason I think I had to walk on the team here, Grant and I are both walk-ons, uh, which we think is pretty cool. So two out of five of us are, are walk-ons on the team. Nice. So you had three goalies and coach just said we need two more. Like what, what's going on in practice where you need five goalies? So my freshman year, um, we had a kid committed in my class that ended up decommitting going to do Garrett Smith as I believe is his name. So he's a oh, senior there so now. Hard. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, probably, I mean, that coach, uh, coach Corbin put him up for treason, but he, uh, so he's at Duke <laughs> now. I ended up walking on my freshman year. Um, my dad actually played for coach graduated in 92. So um, I kind of, yeah, I kind of uh, knew him before then, but um, Grant, uh, you could tell your story, but that was during, during COVID kind of. Yeah. Did you guys talk a bunch of shit to this kid when you beat Duke last week? No, but we have we could we could tell some stories about um, our role uh, during during game days as the goalies at the end of the bench. All right, we'll we'll get into that. Grant, tell walk us through your your walk on. Yeah, so I actually wasn't really recruited out of high school. Uh oh. Uh -oh. All right, hey, there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I ended All up right. uh, playing D three. It's best for me to transfer. Uh, so transfer to Notre Dame. Ended up uh, <laughs> walking onto the team after uh, a couple tries made it during COVID. I wish it like totally broke. I think we should still cut it. I think we should just cut it there anyway. You cut out a little bit, Grant. So I think we're just going to cut you after. I wasn't really. Yeah. All right, Alex, you went to Chaminade. <laughs> what was it like overcoming the odds and making it to Division One lacrosse? <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean. As me and Liam like to call it, uh, we think of ourselves as goalie, uh, goalie you. So, oh, wow, <laughs> that is really funny. <laughs> I mean, I would say so, like just based on the track record of it. You're the freshman. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, can tell. You didn't study <laughs> hall right now, by the way. 
Yeah, I was going to say, you're, <laughs> you're in D-Bart, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Study hall. Well, if you, uh, if you get put on the academic probation team, let me know. I can guide you through that entire process. Um, make sure that you have the back screen up, all that good stuff. I'm sure you're already greasing it up. And then, Liam, did you go to school with Alex? You know him? Uh, yeah, we never play on the same team. Uh, it's pretty rare for anyone to get pulled up to varsity at Chaminade. So I never was able to play on the same team as him until this year. Uh, but, I, you know, I knew him. Um, so Chaminade was more competitive than Notre Dame? Um, I mean, it was just Probably. like a lot of guys, I guess. So it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty rare to get pulled up. I mean, I think there's been a handful of guys. But uh, I think John Connors was one of the only goalies to ever get pulled up to varsity as a sophomore. Um, but yeah, and then when uh, when Alex was visiting Notre Dame, I was able to take him around. Um, it was actually the day before my my class's first game ever, so that was kind of cool to for him to be a part of that. And now you know it's great to be uh, you know teammates with him. How long have you had that mustache gone? Uh, a few weeks. Let's figure you know. Uh, only time in my life to be able to grow out a kind of a dusty stash, so you might as well capitalize on the uh, opportunity for it. There you go. It's not bad, dude. You can see yeah. it on Zoom. That's that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. All right. So we're just going to jump right into it. I don't know how you guys are going to figure out who's responding to these. Wait, questions. we didn't ask Robert E. Lee anything. Oh, well, then ask him. <laughs> Whose side were you on the Civil War? Oh, <laughs> I mean, it's it's pretty it's pretty funny. I uh, I have pretty much gotten a joke from a teacher about my about my real name pretty much every year since fourth grade, including my two freshman sophomore years in Notre Dame. I've gotten stabbed at by uh, by professors about with a little similar similar Civil War joke. What's what's the best joke you've heard and what's like the worst one? Did any teacher like shoot from the hip in the class? Well, I mean, there was there was one teacher this year, actually, um, who kind of just like so she was going through the going through the list of names and I know she's getting around L of the last name and she looks and she goes oh this is uh this is interesting I've never seen this one before and I was like well I I know who she's about to call on and so that was kind of a tough joke to make it got it got a laugh from the class which I didn't really appreciate but um I go by Mick so I I try and um make that pretty clear on the first day of class so I don't get uh confused for any past civil war generals and is that strictly because your name's Robert Lee to avoid it? Uh, no, my dad's Robert, Robert Michael Lee, uh, and I'm Robert Michael Lee Jr. And uh, my grandpa's Robert Murray Lee. So I know that there seems to be a trend going on, but I promise no. Uh, how, how far back does that lead? No, I, I don't think that. <laughs> Let's keep going. Not, not 1800s far, not 1800s. <laughs> Have you talked like, to your parents and been like, hey, mom, yeah. and dad, maybe what the fuck <laughs> prepared to have this streak broken whenever I have. I, yeah, I mean, it's 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 funny. I've certainly they I've they've kind of trained me on how I'm supposed to answer the question when how'd you get your name? Oh, where'd Mick come from? So I've been been trained how to answer that question um, for as long as I can remember. Well, like, are you like, why are we doing this ever? Do you, <laughs> seems like I, a pretty I, big inconvenience. It's actually, it's actually funny. I'm not as phased by it now, but, um, and I remember first and second grade, uh, uh, people would make fun of me and call me Mickey Mouse. And I actually hated that more than the Robert Lee trip. So um, I've, at, least, at least we've uh, grown past that. Listen, Robert Sr., I'm not one to... <laughs> 
criticized, but if you have to train your kid on how to answer questions about his name, maybe <laughs> just maybe just switch it up. Yeah, I don't know your dad, but he seems like pretty selfish to me. A real, a real prank. Oh, no, no, no. Just let it go, senior. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so this interview was actually facilitated by Ryder Garnsey. I don't know, like, if you told him to reach out to us or if I, I don't know who thought this was a good idea. But I want to know what kind of coach Ryder is because he seems like the coach that would suit up once a week just to shoot, like, low to high from seven yards and demoralize the entire goalie regiment. So what kind of coach is Ryder Garnsey? Nick, so you want to I, Well, I have a... Uh... I have a pretty good. He's actually one of the uh, one of the uh, goalie warm up shooters. Uh, so it's between Coach Wojcik, um, our offensive coordinator, and Ryder. They kind of split us up from day to day um, and shoot on us to warm us up. Uh, Coach Wojcik is a little bit more uh, goalie centric on his warm up in the sense that he's not shooting for the net. He's trying to trying to get us loose. Uh, but I have a pretty vivid memory of last year. Um, it was in the winter, it was probably February and it was a Thursday morning. We had a 6am practice and it's miserable out. There's like two feet of snow out. We roll in classic, barely, barely awake. We're in Loftus, hard to see in there and riders warming me up and I'm in net and he takes a shot. He's probably like 14 yards out on the uh, right side and he pings the top right. And, uh, he goes, Oh my God. I just wasted my worst shot. My, I just wasted the best lacrosse shot ever on Nick Lee at 6am in the morning in a practice. And I was like, thanks Ryder. Like that. And that kind of personifies how he is as a, as a warm-up shooter. He's, he's, he's going for goal every time. And, and knowing Ryder, he has to be talking shit to you guys every time. Oh, he scores. Relentless, relentless. And so in the world, how do you balance like, Hey coach, like you're talking shit to me. You just stung a corner. When I save it, like, do you tell coach Ryder to like suck your dick? Like, how do you I think that's, that I think, I think that's a little bit, uh, we might be, uh, having to talk to Grant about that. He's more of a, a little shit talker, I think. Grant. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll give it back to Ryder a little bit. Um, uh, kind of just kind of ignore it at most times since he's in that place of, uh, authority, but, um we'll give it back to him sometimes you want me to talk to him like if you guys text me something to like chirp him about i mean i can play middleman we might need to use that at some point he was uh writer's the biggest shit talker i've ever met he talks so much shit that it almost is like it almost loses its value decreasing marginal utility pay attention alex i know you're in study hall <laughs> that was a pretty good writer impression though <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been uh, I've been told that's a good one. It actually sucks because I've never done my rider and pressure to rider. So he's probably going to hear this and be aiming for that top right corner a bit more than <laughs> at tomorrow's practice. Or your legs. Yeah, it could be that. But that's the thing. He laughs. He hits one of us and he laughs when he hits one of us. One of us the worst. <laughs> God, what a scumbag. How Evan, how important is like goalie warmups? Because I always just used it to like dick around. Maybe you can shed some light. I feel like it's pretty important, but I think Ryder would be a, actually, I could see him being terrible. Like there are some kids who just don't have, they have like one sort of speed and I could see that being him. Um, but yeah, you want someone who can like shoot with both hands, but like respects that you're just warming up. And I feel like he 
cannot shoot and see his ball save without like getting pissed off. Um, so it maybe, really depends on the day. I'm surprised you guys, I mean, I get like, he's really good, but I'm surprised you don't just have like players do it. Then again, I saw Petro warming up the goalies on game day for Syracuse. So who the fuck knows? <laughs> That's yeah, the best thing to do. I think it's like half and half now in college with like yeah. either goalies or players warming um, each other up. But I mean, Ryder, honestly, like he's he's who um, NT has warm up uh, pregame. So like he does a good job with the warm ups and he can put it where he wants it. He always has a very like unorthodox shot. Um, so I don't know. There's like, I think a little bit of a benefit to that and just like locking on the ball, but also it can make it a bit harder to like, just see the ball in the, in the morning when you're getting started. Yeah. yeah some days he'll just yeah. come in and just want to score. And some days he'll be further and just let the boys get dialed in. Liam, has he ever like drilled you because he's trying way too hard to score like before an ACC game and he's like, Oh fuck. Or anything like that. Actually, I think it was before the Michigan game. It wasn't like intentionally like trying to score or anything, but he uh, hit me and I think it was like the forearm or the bicep or something. And I like, <laughs> for whatever reason, was kind of out of it that day. I was just kind of like a little tired. And then that definitely woke me up. So I was in a weird way kind of thankful that he hit me. But I don't think he's like drilled me before in, in warm you went, Didn't you go sprinting in the locker room after yeah, that? You left yeah, yeah I, I, just, <laughs> I just needed a second. Yeah, I just went in and just kind of. Got some choice words out and then came back outside and that was Mom, fine. can you come pick me up, Ryder? Hit me <laughs> hurts. Yeah. You guys should do that next time he hits you. Freak you next time he hits you, Liam, you should fake an injury and see how, how scared he gets. His yeah, reaction was hilarious. He came over to me and was like, Oh my god, I'm such a dick. Is he, he, does, okay? he gets scared. Yeah, he gets scared. That's so fucking funny. Uh that's the prank of the year. You guys need to do that. Hopefully he can't hear this, but that would be good. Yeah. Well, even if he did, like he's not writer, you're not going to remember it. You're going to forget. Yeah, it you fall for second. it. <laughs> um, but respect your coaches. Don't talk to writer the way that I do. Um, so I'm actually curious about this more of a Notre Dame centric question. But I remember when Coach Corrigan, uh, like when COVID first happened, like he grew out his hair. I was watching some interviews where he was like, I kind of have like a new lease on what's important. You know, lacrosse is important, but it's more about like getting kids, you know, back to enjoying the game and this and that. Is that like completely gone? And now he's back to like, you know, screaming at you guys. Cause you guys sucked the first half of the year, making all the work that I put in look bad. Uh, how did coach Corrigan like approach that? Cause I know how we would approach it with our team. Has anything changed that you've heard? I would um, say I could, I'll just start uh, with like, to your point about COVID when he like grew out his hair, I remember he, showed up to practice he was wearing a mask with a peace sign on it and he was like talking about the books that he'd read and stuff and I was like wow we might you know we're entering into a new season with coach preseason um he was like all about you know talking about like leadership and teamwork and then you get into the season and things start to get serious as I'm sure you know and the um the attitude changes a little bit and it starts Good. to become a little bit more intense yeah but Liam you can go go ahead from there yeah I mean this season I found that his approach and I don't know if had anything to do with, you know, growing the flow out or not. But I found that, you know, we were at one point one and three and then we're two and four. And I think he did a really good job of not having the team kind of panic. Um, and, 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 and just kept saying like, it's not about, I mean, obviously it's important to win and it's, we need to win games, especially now, but he didn't really focus. He wasn't talking about like, Oh, like we need to win, you know, the next eight games or whatever it was. He just talked about, just doing the little things right in practice and um, yeah, 
and how that translates to the, you know, to winning games. I thought that was a really, really good approach. Cause I think, you know, when you're, when you're dealing with a lot of, you know, a, a group of 50 guys or 60 guys, whatever the number is from, you know, 18 to 22 years old, generally speaking, it's pretty easy for, you know, people to start panicking and, um, and, and, and look, you know, kind of too far down the road, but I think he did a really good job of, of, of keeping us, you know, kind of dialed on honestly, like every individual practice and how just, we get better each practice. And then that translates to winning games and, you know, we've won three straight and, you know, got to keep going from here. Dude, I always thought goalies had it so easy because, like, whenever goalies got hot in practice, like, sometimes goalies just get hot. You always took it out on the shooter. So, like, I'd, I'd take a decent shot, and, like, Connor Kelly would make a pretty ridiculous, like, off-stick hip overhand save. And then he'd be like, God damn it, Ocello, like, why don't you take better shots? And I'm like, that's as, like, that's as good as I can go, coach. So I feel like goalies always have it easy at Notre Dame. On that note, is there any – I'm curious. Do you guys have, like, one drill that you just fucking hate? Like, dread – I don't know if you see the practice plans before practice, but example for me, like, we had alley dodges, and it was the stupidest <laughs> – the, the middies could literally – no one's on them, and they just run to cones that are seven yards from the goal and shoot. So it was like we dreaded it every time, like, you know, seniors would do like five reps and then throw the freshman in and like try to avoid as many reps as possible. I'm curious if you guys have one of those. Um, one thing I can think of is we did like, I don't know if it's specifically West Jenny, but we did like a West Jenny type drill in Loftus. And that was definitely not my cup of tea. I got <laughs> drilled a few times. And I think part of the rule was that it's not like a step down type drill. You know, you want to move the ball around, but I remember some of the freshmen tried to go hero mode and tried to take over the drill and got hit a few times. So that that's what stands out to me as far as one drill that I wasn't wasn't loving. Who's the biggest hothead out of the five of you? Who who gets the most mad when they're scored on? Grant. <laughs> I don't know. I think it might either either Grant or Liam probably. I'd say. Well, Liam gets hit and he has to go like pout in the locker room for a minute. So it's like that that tells me. But Grant, you're a hothead. You you lose control. I wouldn't say I lose control, but I'm an Italian guy from Long Island. I'll, I'll get I'll get the steam rolling. How do you know there's an Italian from Long Island? Don't worry, he'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> every right. day, literally every day now. Yeah. Robert, do you love that one? Grant, <laughs> Grant brings up the fact that he's from Long Island every day, like we forget. It's crazy. He's like, Long Island tough. It's like, we know, dude, you're from Manhasset. You tell us every day. You hear a lot about Manhasset, yeah. Grant, you wouldn't last a second in Leeds. That's a fact. I don't, I don't know about that. Queens, New York, Long Island, tough guys. Oh, my God. Oh, God. We okay. were just like the, the whitest place in America. No, that's I'm, – I'm suing that guy for defamation of character. <laughs> <laughs> um. But so I'm actually curious about this. So it seems like uh, things have turned around a little bit. Why did we suck at the beginning of the year? And why are we like, I mean, granted, Syracuse is a dumpster fire and beating them 22 <laughs> to six is borderline not even noteworthy. But why are we good now? What's changed from the goalie's perspective? And I want to hear from Liam and then I want to hear from someone else. Because Liam, you're the starter. So you're biased. I want to hear from the bottom up. Um, wait, so I, I, yeah, I guess I'll go. Um, so I think beginning of the year was, um, I think just the, the first few games that we lost, it was like one 
position. I'm not one position. One, you know, end of the field was having a good day. And then the other one wouldn't um, like the Georgetown game. I definitely didn't have a very good day. And I think just as a whole, the defense didn't do great. And then um, I guess, you know, fast forward to the Virginia game, like the defense had a really good day, but the offense had a tough time burying shots. And I think just as, as, as the season progressed and going back to what I was talking about earlier with coach, just kind of focusing on, you know, just doing, just improving, you know, a little bit every day in, in practice and we're able to develop chemistry and on the offensive end and, you know, the, the, we got, got settled in on defense, I guess, and, and got more chemistry there. Um, I think we were able to kind of put, put everything together and uh, go on a bit of a run and hopefully we can keep that run going. Alex, what's your take? Um, I feel like just like since like the second part of the season, like once we've turned around, I don't know. It just seems like everyone has like a bit more like confidence to like to it, like when they're running around on the field and like everyone just seems like they're in like control of the game. What do you shoulder press, by the way? Because your shoulders are fucking <laughs> massive. It's it's honestly like disproportionate how big your shoulders are compared. I don't know if you have a tiny head or just huge. We're looking like a unit right now. Alex. I was going to say, like, walk onto the O-line. We need you. I think it's just the chair. <laughs> uh, don't be modest. Don't be modest. <laughs> I honestly don't know. You shoulder press, dude. New era Scott Rogers. <laughs> oh yeah, that's Grant's boy. Hey, you do, you do remind me of Scott Rogers. <laughs> lefty, yeah. both lefty. Grant's pissed that he didn't get that. <laughs> yeah, Grant likes to think he's the strongest part of GST. Ooh. Um. I'll just leave it at that, being factual. <laughs> oh, my God. You're the strongest, Grant? Uh, yes. Yeah. Self-proclaimed. Uh, it shows up in the weight room. We're not going to. God damn, Grant. I mean, I know Long Island is your identity right now, but the, the sooner you drop that and, and embrace other things, the better. Evan's a perfect example. Evan's a Long Island guy, but that's the fourth or fifth thing that I would say about him. So... Maybe take Evan. What can you do to break the Long Island uh, stereotypes? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who's the best goalie on this podcast right now? Liam. Five way tie. We all do our part. Jesus Christ. Five way tie. Yeah, for second place. Because, I mean, 2018 Ohio machine roster would say otherwise. Also, what do you guys think? I actually didn't include this in the notes. What do you guys think of that goalie uh, that like declared for the PLL? Yeah, we were talking, we were talking about that earlier today. I don't know. Mick, do you have a take on that? Are you guys not going to graduate from Notre Dame to pursue a PLL contract? I'm actually declaring for the draft soon. Um, so look for that announcement to come out. <laughs> yeah, me and we're competing for spots on the roster next year. I'm foregoing two years of eligibility to declare for the draft. So stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, definitely, it definitely came up in our group chat today. I don't really want to say too much about like opinions or anything, but uh, we, we definitely like, we know that he's he's over there killing it at St. Bonnie's, which is pretty cool. Um, I think they're, they're kind of, are they undefeated at this point? I'm not even sure, but, uh, definitely think it's like something new that we haven't really seen in college across someone for for going a year of eligibility to declare for the Yeah. Draft, yeah. But. Yeah. That's, that's not what we're looking for. Anyways. <laughs> um, all right. Who would you say is like, I'm getting Mick vibes or Robert E. Sorry. Um, 
but who is like the the clown of the goalies? It's got to be Mick for sure. Yeah, yeah, Mick. Mick, yeah. Consensus, Mick. Yeah. Do you have any like bits, like going bits, or are you just? Off Dude, the let's cup? workshop some bits right now, Mick. Why? I mean, the rider impersonation is definitely like premeditated. You definitely- I think. All right, all right. I think. I think that. Um, <laughs> I, I really like to embrace my role as a member of this team. Uh, and, you know, you got to kind of got to know your place. For example, I think that I might have pulled out the best Mike Adler scout in the history of NCAA <laughs> College Cross last weekend. I was doing all the moves, all the stances up against the pipe. I was I was a pretty good um, replication of what Adler brings to brings to the game. But I would also say, along with that, on Saturdays, I say that I I like to bring the energy sometimes a little bit too much with the chirping of the opposing goalie, particularly Grant. Grant assessed me a word count against Marquette um, because of <laughs> what I was saying in that game. But uh, yeah, I just I just really like getting after it. Um, games are like the most fun part of my week. And uh, I, I it's like my favorite part of the game is when the second and fourth quarter, when the opposing goalie is right in front of us on our Lada. Love that. Okay, what so Grant, first off, you oh, have 55 ahead. tweets. All right, we're going to do a review, <laughs> which is not a lot. You, rookie numbers. Yeah, we're just getting started. Yeah, of course. So a couple of them from 2020. Um, Joe Exotic should be a free man. Not a good start. <laughs> On March 27, 2020, no doubt, no context, not even responding <laughs> to anyone, just tweeting out no doubt. That's your very first tweet. Um and other goalies, I'd like to get your response from this. Post the covers of four albums you listen to without skipping a single track. The four albums are Jesus is King, Kanye West, Rufus Dussault, Evan, uh, Solace, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Californication, and Mount Joy. That's not a bad list. It's not. It's yeah, really it's not pretty bad. good. I was like, you know. Yeah. I think I have good taste in music. Definitely thrown yeah. off by that Jesus is King take, but yeah, I'm um, thrown off by that too. There's a lot, there's better Kanye angles, but this was probably right after it came out. It was pretty hot on it. Yeah, you're trying to see him hip. Got a bonus uh, bag of Doritos out of the <laughs> vending machine. Today is a good day. I was really proud of that tweet. <laughs> <laughs> If we're talking about Grant's social media presence, I think we should bring up the little uh, best 20 in ND lacrosse history. Yeah. What was it? Tell me about it. I don't know. I think this was me following the post game and someone reply tweeted at um, one of your guys' posts. um, No, who's the best 20 in Notre Dame history? And (laughs) I just had to respond and shout out my boy, Mark McGinley. I, I don't even know who that is. He's the man. He's, he's yeah, he's the man. Col- Colgate's worst nightmare. Um, and we'll just leave it there. <laughs> yep. wow. I thought that was, yeah, cavities, but. It is a good debate, though. Mark's, Mark's the best 20. Mark, what's his name? Mark, Mark McGinley. Mark is McGinley. he on the team right now? Yeah, he's he a senior. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Is he going to get drafted? Pride of Ohio. Probably. All right. Well, you know what? I mean, shit. All you're saying is you got five guys saying nightmare. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Hey, guys. You know the goalies. I'm going with GST. I think. 
It's Mark McGlinley. McGinley. Mark McGinley. He's definitely scored on us more than Ocello has. So is that going for him? Really? I mean, okay. <laughs> okay. Now this interview is going to get a little bit hostile. Here we go. Um, also, where I was this? I don't know. I didn't even see this. Where was this? I need to go defend my name. It was on Twitter. It's like the Powell lacrosse shit when they're like, who's the, they're up to like number 87 now. Oh, this was the Powell thing. Yeah. We I should, we should kind of copy that and just go by like, who are the best players at each school? And then say, it's me and you, Evan, by the way, <laughs> bit alert. Um, um, I, what, what has been the best to keep it? Obviously, you know, don't get in trouble with your answer, but uh, what is the best sideline trip that you guys have had so far? As Ooh, well, so okay, so this is actually uh dude this, Robert this is, Lee. I, I love it. You're my favorite. Well, so hold on. Smart. This is this is actually this is something that has pretty pretty much been kept within our team um for the past year. Um, but last okay. year we were playing our last home game of the season, senior day was against Syracuse. Um, and at that time their their starting goalie was Drake Porter and uh David Lipka. Scrub. David Lipko is a grad transfer on our team, and I were kind of talking about it, talking about what he would wear during games and stuff. And I decided that for the Syracuse game, I would dress up and wear the exact same That's outfit so good. at him as him. So he has on his face mask, he has big baller brand. So I did that. That's I so wore, funny. I wore leggings, and then I wore a long sleeve shirt with a short sleeve shirt over it. And I kid you not, I was throwing overs with. That's a fine. I was throwing, I was throwing overs with Chris Nelson at midfield line, and I think he stood ten yards away from me and stared at me for twenty minutes, and I was extremely rattled by it. But I, I, I stayed in the. Uh, Dude, you gotta send me that. That's the funniest thing is I've that. ever heard. That's not no. That's not that's that's the day before. I all triple B's now. He's got the triple B's. Dude, that's so funny. Holy shit. But yeah, can you um, send yeah, us that, Liam? That's not a chirp. That's not a chirp, but I think it's uh, probably my best my best work on a game day so far. Best troll, team. best troll, best troll. Yeah, Robert, I'll, I'll send this to you after, for sure. <laughs> I love that. I'm glad. Nick, I, I gotta say, you're you're far and away my favorite. Everyone's fighting for second place right now, but that, that's that's actually incredible. Um, I do have a question, so. Ryder facilitated this. Why did you guys want to come on? Do you guys listen generally? Like, did you initiate this or did Ryder? I think we're all casual listeners, but we uh, decided to promote the GST brand as of late. So a little backstory on the GST merch. Uh, Matt Schmidt decided that it was necessity to make some sweatshirts for the boys last year. And who's Matt Schmidt? Explain it. Legend. He's a 2021 ND goalie. Um, great guy as always gst guys always great guys but uh so we made sweatshirts and uh they were a hot commodity around the team and elsewhere so we uh decided to run with it and now we uh got the store up this year which has since closed we're in the process of finding a new drop shipper but um and we got the instagram page going goalie money team give it a follow does anyone have any of the gear on yeah we got the sweatshirt going this is this oh, year's like sweatshirt. Wall. That's good. Yep. Courtesy of Chris Nelson to sign this one. All right. So give a little bit of the background because this was a thing when when I was on the team and I always thought it was like 
kind of a big loser thing, but now it's six on one <laughs> goalies against, you know, the only guy here that's played in the PLL. So what is GST and like, how did it start? So it stands for goalie money team, as well as goalie stick together. Um, as uh, super started, sick. Which yep. one came first? Which one came first? Well, be honest, be honest, Grant, be honest. Be honest, so goalie Grant. stick together came first, started by John Kemp. Oh. We, uh, we uh, in 2009, and uh, we wanted to, uh, we, honestly, this year we kind of took over goalie money team, thought it was rolled off the tongue a little better. Um, but uh, reason for the group is just goalies being marginalized in the lacrosse community. So that just stick together. I might start like a counter store, uh, marginalized goalies. Like yeah. actively <laughs> going against the goalie community there and the goaltender. There are some, some shooters on our team, some midfielders that are like, I literally want to make a counter brand to the GST merch. It's fucked. They're just jealous. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah, jealous. Can, can, I get some goalie stick, can I get some goalie stick together here? Oh, yeah. We, we can make that happen. I refuse to call it goalie money team, too. It's goalie <laughs> stick together. Sorry, boys. You're also, not escaping remind, that. Rem, remind me. Uh, to tell you the story that I want to tell you guys offline when we're done, because there's a GST story that is interesting, we'll say. All right. But so you started a merch line and you say it was a hot commodity around campus. How much of a lie is that versus how much was it actually a hot commodity? Uh, I think we sold uh, about 35, 40 orders. I just got the second um, store closed today. So I have to hand those out to people and stuff. But um, we've had some other people reach out to us too, like the goalie from uh, Bellarmine DM me um, and was asking about it, asking was. Um, I think um, Higgin, Higginworth, Higginbottom, right, Lee? JP um, Yeah, JC yeah, Higginbottom. Yeah. Tough, tough last name to pronounce, but it's first. Sounds like a Harry Potter character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, and then we had some of the alumni as well, like Shane Doss, um, ordered some stuff I saw, and Ugh. some of the like, older guys are, are following the account now. Shane Doss. Oh, there's an account to follow? Yep, Goalie yeah, Money Instagram. Team. Instagram. Oh, in- Instagram. And it's Goalie Money Team. God, you guys are such losers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pulling it up. So, that's asking, but fuck it. I don't even want to search for this. Is it Goalie Money, money Team? Okay, um, they follow me, which is a good start. You have three posts. Oh, Chris, it was your birthday recently? Oh, happy was, birthday, Chris. It was April 4th. Thank you very much. Nice. Congrats. What'd you do for it? Um, got together with some of the guys um, over at Brothers. It was my 22nd. Um, and then I had practice <laughs> so I the on Monday. So, yeah. <laughs> Who's got that? You – I saying this because you have pretty good swag i'm looking at the picture who has the most swag on on the goalies i know it's not liam <laughs> yeah the whole town knows it's not liam yeah yeah well hold on we we have to talk tell them about ass anti anti-swag swag that's yeah. what nt nt is a professional in that anti-swag swag right yeah last yeah. year i um david lepko especially gave me a hard time for some of my fits i uh I didn't really overthink it. I usually just grab, you know, the first pair of socks that I see and the first first uh, shirt that I see and throw it on for the games. And um, I think it was the Marquette game last year on St. Patty's Day. 
I looked very uh, uncoordinated. I had blue socks on, gold <laughs> cleats, um, sweatpants from the bookstore that I later found out that I bought from the women's section. Didn't realize that at the time. <laughs> so they just had a huge ND logo. And I, and then I remember before. Even Dude, that, I remember those. And I was like, what the fuck is this kid doing? Yeah, I realized, I actually remember really distinctly, like a few, I think it was a few days before that game or a few days after I was walking to class and I saw a girl wearing those sweatpants. I was like, that's odd. Maybe she just, you know, it's like her boyfriends or something. And then I realized, no, I'm the one that, you know, I'm the one that's out of place here. So uh, I got chirped for wearing, quote, sorority girl bookstore sweatpants from Lipka and a few other guys. Um, and then I usually just very superstitious guy. So I always, I always rock the gray shirt. I have a certain gray shirt that I always wear. Um, so yeah, so I'm always I'm always very uncoordinated, but you know I just gotta I just gotta stick with my uh, superstitions. I, I like that a lot because I always pretty much always dress like shit. So dude, you, know, you guys gotta, gotta make together there, Liam. You gotta make an ass line of merch within GST with yeah. the dot sign as subsection. Yeah, yeah, I like Come that. On. Make it a picture of Liam. Like yeah. so, how did we how did we think of the ass on it? Yeah, yeah, what the hell? The boys need help. <laughs> It's actually, that's a great idea. Yeah. yeah. For 95% of revenue, we can. You guys got all, yeah, you guys got all these yeah. uh, NIL shit now. Just put yourselves all over it. Yeah. The ass line. Yeah. Wait, the have any of you guys been approached for like an NIL deal? Or is it like the GST kind of like the, oh, we're, we're going to make some money off of our name finally? Okay. No, yeah, I mean, oh. <laughs> I think, you, yeah, we definitely weren't approached. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, NT yeah. of you? I don't. Th- I mean, none of us probably would have, except for NT. No, I'm just curious, uh, like how all that shit works. I don't think there's a ton of money for um, lacrosse. Definitely not as much as football. But a few of the guys on the team do like liquid IV stuff. And they send them liquid IV or like they'll sponsor a small company and like post something on the store. Classic like liquid IV sponsoring. And yeah. No, like no like local yeah. restaurants or anything. Like in the spring, once basketball's over, like there's no like local spot that. I don't know. Yeah, get Rocco's. I, yeah, I we're gonna do Rocco's, Kane's chicken. Uh, Griffin Westland picked up a big, uh, big time um, facial cream sponsorship, yeah, or no, recovery cream. I, yeah, I misspoke, but <laughs> really, really, really proud. Oh, of good him chirp for that. Griffin's <laughs> the man, just just playing. But um, yeah, I, I don't think I don't think there's as much opportunity just because of you know, like compared to you know basketball or football that you know there's not as much of an opportunity to have like a huge deal but you know guys are able to make some money here and there like carter parlett a sophomore on our team got sponsored by some like tiki shirt tiki thing tiki or tiki bikes. yeah tiki bike so he's able to do some of that um uh rossberg master i think did something with powell lacrosse and maybe there's a few others um a few guys uh you know became barstool athletes for about a few days and then realized that you know um they 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 got chirped a bit by some of our guys and that um that kind of ended pretty quickly but i love that i can't really think of uh too many um like big deals that any of our guys have had doesn't have to be big dude get some free food or something out of it maybe that's the first thing uh, the whole game like buys a gst meal like we pick up your tab once and then in in return, you guys do whatever we say for like the rest of your lives. I mean, Robert E. Lee is going to be a post is going to be the first post game athlete. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, there's, I mean, uh, I'm not going to be the one to bring up the, the almost Friday picture, but there was a pretty. Oh, come on, Nick. Don't, don't be humble. Oh, I'm not going to be the one to bring it up. It's going to seem like it's just about me, but there's a picture of us from the Duke game last year. Um, right before halftime, one of our D mids, Dan Cassidy, scored like a 15 yard step down. And um, someone caught a picture of the end of the bench. Well, that's that's not the entire picture. Entire... <laughs> totally I remember that it. right here. That was on Friday beers. No, no, well, it was our, uh, our own. Someone like reposted uh, it, or uh, media guy did like a um, <laughs> almost Friday thing. Uh, he's looking really good. Game face on. So. But it shows the entire bench. I wasn't just talking, trying to break, pump myself up. You're the star of it, though, Mick. You don't need to be modest. There we go. There we go. I'll take it. <laughs> um, is that everything we had? I'm having a good time, though. Uh, do you guys have any good, like, banter back and forth between Corgan and Ryder? Because I feel like they have a very interesting relationship. So I'm wondering if you ever noticed, like, I feel like Coach Corrigan has to be like Ryder, like you're a coach, like stop yeah. acting like you're a player, or like shut the fuck up, Ryder. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, he, he got chewed out the other day for messing up the substitution <laughs> in the box, like messing up our roll up call to get somebody on sides. Which, like, if Coach hates anything, it's messing up something in the clearing game. So that's like a cardinal sin that Ryder committed. So he got Dude. chewed out for that. But honestly, he does a great job with the box and stuff, and he's a really good coach for like giving Ryder some shit on this podcast for like warming us up and cranking <laughs> on us and stuff, but he's actually a really good coach and does a great job. So um, him and Corgan get along really well. Nice save. So <laughs> is KA still running the box? No, no he's, he's gone not. Now. Oh, yeah, he's not coaching anymore. Yeah. He's, Ryder, he's, dude. He's a legend though. I've literally never seen a better box coach in my life than KA. He'd be prepping the referees going like offsides, offsides, yeah. like 10 seconds before it happened. Holy shit. Did you guys get to know him at all? Yeah, he here my freshman and sophomore year. Oh, he my got, God. The he got greatest an guy. Call. He got an offsides call this year or last year from the stands, like the box behind the bench. He was in the stands <laughs> screaming offsides, and he got the call on the field. And, the like, the bench was just so juiced because we had him um, the year before. So that was right after he stepped away from the program. And it was just, like, it was it was pretty hype. Dude, he's he's literally the best box coach I've ever seen in my life. Like, rain man, but for substitutions in lacrosse. Dude, he's the only box coach you had. What the fuck do you mean? Evan, if you he's knew a, KA, you would watch your goddamn mouth. <laughs> I believe he's a legend. I'm just – I'm at a loss for words for these Drake Porter. First off, way better. I, I have had several Six. box coaches in the, uh, in the professional ranks, Evan, Bragg. And KA was like literally like Nostradamus for everything substitution related. Like he was – I don't know. It's it's tough to say without, you know, it's like you can only hype up a box coach so much, but he was the best guy. It's a kind of a bummer. He's not with the program anymore, but everyone says that he was the best at noticing an offsides penalty that was, hadn't even happened yet and telling the ref to look for it. Yep. And drawing a flag. I was like, he literally won us probably one or two games a season. You know, those close games where like you need every advantage you can get and, you guys are right there. So, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, may offer him a bigger contract, offer him uh, some equity and GST to, to bring him back on the sidelines. It's a good idea. You guys think you're going to beat Syracuse in a couple of weeks? Yes. 
<laughs> All right, fair enough. Who's your okay, Alex? What do you think? Um, I don't know. I'm I'm a superstitious guy, so I kind of don't like talk about like. So no, you got to guarantee a victory right now. <laughs> Alex, who's your least favorite team to play against? In what? Oh, what? <laughs> like in nice. college lacrosse. Oh. Um, uh, yeah, let me know when you're on academic probation. I'll, I'll help you. <laughs> um, I would probably say Ohio State was kind of annoying to play. Why you didn't just shut them out? <laughs> no. Um, it was really cold. It was like. <laughs> Yeah, it's really cool. He's been in college for like a month, Nick. He doesn't know. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm asking. That's the best <laughs> answer I've ever heard. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Yeah. Hey, guys, plug something. Let's, uh, you know, we always, you know, kind of wrap up these interviews. Like anything you guys want to say? Like what do you guys, uh, you know, want to make sure that our completely loyal listeners uh, hear from GST? The first five-man interview. I think uh, the little athleticism debate between GST. Yep. Um, it's a big competition between me and Nelly for the most athletic goalie. And uh, we'd like to hear your guys' opinion on who you guys would think would be more athletic. Between who? Me and Chris. Chris, for sure. <laughs> Thank just, you, Grant. Grant, Grant just nice wants Grant. it more. No, Grant, 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 Grant every, every time this debate comes up, Grant reminds us that he's the leading rusher in Manhasset football history. Is that what it is? No, man? that's not what it is. Oh, no I think that's second, second to Jim Brown. Second to Jim Brown. No. Jim Brown Manhasset guy. Troy has more rushing yards than you. Well, I never I never claimed to hold a record. They love to embellish the truth. But <laughs> okay. You have said that, Grant. I have not oh. said that. I oh, said I asked. Where, uh, where are you playing college football? <laughs> I'm not, yeah. Oh, yeah, it takes a rare breed to play too. Yeah, shout out oh. Sam Asaf. Shout out to so Sam the best Sam athlete. It, yep. the, so the best athlete on the team is the second best wrestler from North Carolina, if I'm understanding correctly. Thank you. I would well, I would say that the athlete <laughs> debate actually extends between us and the whole team. Part of GST is making sure everybody knows that goalies are athletes too. And I'd just like to say, now there's been um, a lot of talk about Jake Taylor recently. I think we all could take him in athleticism. Just putting that out there. No, the kid, uh, he grew up near Wheat Ridge, so he has an advantage. Oh, sorry. What, what, what can you disclose why Jake Taylor wasn't playing? <laughs> um, he was injured for a little bit and then kind of uh, worked his way back in the rotation, started from the bottom, great story, climbed his way back up, had an insane first start. So, was he like you? Did you guys know he was that good, or was it like kind of a um, he always I, had really good hands in practice? I mean, he's um, yeah. Yeah, he's got very good, you know, like BTB around the world. And uh, we've always known he's had it. And, you know, he just unfortunately, I think he scored his first career goal last year and then hurt his Probably against Syracuse. He's had a casual <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, he, yeah. Like last year he got hurt right after his first goal and he was out for about a year and then he came back. And um, and then, yeah, he was able to get his first start against, uh, against Cuse and was able to have a great game. But yeah, he's um, got great, great hands for sure. Is that your favorite game of your career, Liam? The Syracuse game? Syracuse game. 
I don't know. There's a, there's been a few that have been really exciting. I mean, the Duke game this past Saturday was really exciting. Um, also pretty stressful, but uh, <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, the 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 Q's game is pretty cool. It was, it was it was nice to you know have a big win against a you know big name team. Um, I mean, beating the shit out of a te- like an ACC team is definitely the most fun because you're not stressed out the whole time and you were home. So yeah. Yeah, it was cool. There was a lot of alumni there, like all, all the guys from actually the guys from Riders year were back. And then the guys that when uh, I was a freshman, uh, the, my seniors were a lot of them were there. Who's that? Um, what what group is that? Uh, like Kilty, Costabile. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I didn't guys. know. And then the year ahead of them is Riders year, which is like uh, Gleason, Shantz, Krantz. Hmm. Um, there's more that I'm forgetting. Um, yeah, yeah, I Barry, the legend. Um, yeah, so it was, it was good to see those guys. So that was definitely a cool, that was definitely a cool day. And then, last question don't incriminate yourselves. What, what's been the best post game of the year? Because we always put together our post game of the year candidates, and you guys are going up against BYU Liberty. So, it probably, uh, I mean, Nelly's birthday last year was a lot of fun. That was right after we beat Syracuse. So uh, that was last year, dude. This, oh, year. this year, I thought it was okay. Um, well, I pass. Think... All right, we'll go with Syracuse last year and we'll count it. Fuck you guys, though. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Well, uh, all five goalies, thank you very much for joining. Um, not as big of a shit show as I thought. Um, that was great. Yeah, I, I had a great time. This. Buzz definitely hit me about halfway through and I was asking absolute nonsense questions. So <laughs> thanks for, thanks for hanging in there. And um, yeah, excited to uh, see what GST can do. Thanks for having Instagram. Thank you. Yep. Thanks guys. Thank you very much for tuning in to our first ever seven person on the same zoom call interview thank you to notre dame uh coach corgan hope that we stayed within the lines i think we did um only had to edit out a little bit but tune in we have some big announcements next week we appreciate your support as always and we will see you next week